What up, y'all? Welcome to Gobi Games. I'm your host, Gobi. How y'all doing? It's been, uh, yeah, it's been a bit. Been real life kicking my ass. <clears throat> but hey, you'll have that from time to time. Um, so yeah, let's get right into this. I'm gonna talk about some other stuff later in the podcast, but, uh, you know, I've been going back playing some other games and whatnot, and I want to, um, talk about some of the things that I I played this this week and whatnot uh, first a couple things to talk about um, this one isn't gaming related but it it's probably worth noting uh, most of us probably use a password man <coughs> password manager um, and it's generally a good idea um, however if you're on Android and you use LastPass I mean if you use LastPass period you might want to start looking for an alternative they're making some changes um, the free only tier is gonna have to choose between mobile only or desktop only uh, if you want to do sync between the two you gotta pay the premium and the Android app contains seven trackers from third-party companies um, yeah, I don't know how deep I want to get into this, but, um, this security researcher, you know, did this on his own, but I, the seven or whatever, our apps flyer, Google analytics, Google cache, crash lytics, Google firebase analytics, Google tag manager, mix panel and segment now a couple of these I, I could explain away but why does my password manager need access to any of these and yeah it was it was a little weird um i'll link obviously the article in the the description so you guys can read through this um and check it out um there are i should it should be noted that there are other password managers that do um use trackers um bitwarden has two roboform and dashlane have four and one password has none um yeah but yeah that's just something i want to talk about <clears throat> that was generally probably something that should be brought to people's attention all right Moving on to gaming news. <sighs> so I'm a huge fan of Dying Light. And, you know, been praising them for putting out content to the, for the game to this day. Um, and for the most part, it's pretty decent content. Um, I enjoyed it, so I'm not going to fault them too much for that. Uh, but apparently there's been a pretty... Uh, it's it doesn't look good at Techland. <laughs> from reports, it just it does not look good. Um, comments like the fish rots from the head. Um, so yeah, just bad language. Uh, period. Um, one of the developers, <clears throat> when discussing the modern Dark Ages, um, blurted out at least one. At least they knew how to deal with women back then. Uh, that person was 
uh, intervened from HR and uh, it seems he was reprimanded but to what extent um, this isn't good all right this this is all bad um, and it's why basically Dying Light 2 has had an infinite uh, or sorry infinite um, indefinite <coughs> release date when it was pushed back in January of 2020 um, yeah it's just not it's disappointing I mean in hindsight, I'm not, I mean, I'm not super excited about Dying Light 2 because I'm pretty sure they have taken out firearms. Um, and I don't get me wrong, I enjoy hack and slash and Dying Light. But, uh, it, you know, it, it comes from the Dead Island series. And, you know, there's always been the, the gun-wielding person in the series. And you want to leave all the other ones but take that one out. Um, that urged me a little bit. I'm not saying I won't buy the game. And I won't play the game because I'd be lying to you. Um, it just probably won't be a day one purchase whenever day one decides to be. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I mean, the biggest thing is it seems like they brought in other managers and whatnot to try and do things like other companies. And they get shot down by the the CEO and uh, then they hired this guy that came from King Jwin, um which is a a PC key reseller or whatever he used to run that so he uh, they pulled him in and people basically don't think he has what it takes to do the job uh, so there's not a whole lot of love for leadership at Techland right now and I have a f and that's obviously work environments you know how they are when leadership isn't is well in this case I mean it's almost like hated it feels like um, and they say he has a laser focus on CD Project Red I don't know if I you know I mean I get it they they kind of boom up to success and whatnot um, yeah, they got their own problems right now. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a little bit about Cyberpunk later in the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, I was very disappointed to read this about uh, Techland. It's, like I said, I mean, the Dying Light, probably my favorite zombie shooter or zombie game. I made it into a zombie shooter because it's fun. Um but yeah, disappointing. Uh, now, the next piece of news is also disappointing. I mean, I never got into these games. Um, but I do know that they're pretty well-liked games. And I thought I heard this one was, you know, being looked forward to. But uh, I'm talking about Vampire... Oh my god. I seriously almost said Vampirina. I, I'm sorry. I got girls. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is delayed indefinitely. 
um, and Hard Suit Labs has been removed as the game's lead developer. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously Paradox shared this news via Twitter um, on their official website. Um, adding that Hard Suit Labs will no longer be leading development, but offering no expl explanation as to why this is happening. Um, disappointing to see any game be delayed indefinitely. Um, hopefully this gets sorted out and they get it, you know, <coughs> a release date uh, for the game. Now, let's talk about EA for a minute. Alright, well, maybe more than a minute. But, um, I found this interesting. So, EA is prioritizing Battlefield and delaying Need for Speed. So, they are trying to push hard to get Battlefield out. I'm guessing we're talking that Christmas season uh, when Battlefields usually come out. Um... This battlefield has been rumored to be back in the modern era, almost a remake of Battlefield 3. Um, at this point, I think I'd much rather have a spiritual successor to Battlefield 3. Um, I did really enjoy it. Um, I may have enjoyed Battlefield 4 more, but that was just because, you know, Domination was one of the core maps who you know, the player pool was bigger, and, you know, they just, movement improvements and stuff like that were slightly better than Battlefield 3, but, hey, I mean, if those improvements were in Battlefield 3, I would probably play Battlefield 3 over Battlefield 4. Um, I just preferred, I mean, I played, if you saw me playing Battlefield 4, I was probably playing Metro or um, Locker. I mean, those were the two maps that I kind of mained. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm I'm looking forward to this. If Battlefield 6 is in the modern era and it doesn't look like crap, I will get it. Because this is... I've been waiting... I haven't bought a Battlefield game since Battlefield 4. Like... That was the last one. Um, they went Battlefield Cops and Robbers. Uh, I tried the beta for that. And some of the game modes were interesting. I just did not like how they implemented it. Um, so I decided to skip it. Wasn't my cup of tea. Um, and then yeah. They went back to older eras. And I'm just not a fan of those at all. Um, but. Yeah and. I get um, them pushing Need for Speed. Ho so hopefully it's been delayed into 2022, but hopefully it's not delayed too far into 2022. Um, it's basically what they're doing is they're pulling, uh, I'm so going to butcher this, uh, Citron Games, and they're pulling them from the Need for Speed and putting them on Battlefield 6. I have a feeling this is, you know, again, due to COVID and them trying to get Battlefield out the door this year, um, which 
I kind of hope it's good because I'd really like to play a Battlefield game again. Yes, I would. Um, so, the other part of EA news is Anthem. Or Anthem Next, as it was being called. Um, a while back, they, you know, obviously announced this. And when they did, I was... I was glad. I was like, you know what? That This is a game. I enjoyed the story. Alright, I'm one of the few. Whatever. I enjoyed the game mechanics. I enjoyed the story. Um, I still haven't made it to end game yet. So, um, but I can start to see, you know, where it's getting complaints and stuff. Um, but the... Anthem was always a tale of two games, like the the first like story missions and then end game. Um, I enjoyed the game, the story, the lore, like the suits or abilities. That was all fun and cool. Um, so I was actually looking forward to you know Anthem next and you know seeing where they decide to go and you know plus I mean it was like being Iron Man. I mean it's the closest thing to being Iron Man as you could get at the time. Um, it's been canceled. It sucks. Um, when I heard they were debating this, you know, uh, not the history, the future of Anthem Next, um, and that was going to be decided um, this week, which would have been last week, uh, I was pretty sure they were canceling it, but they just they just threw in the towel. So um, that sucks, but the same time I get it now EA is also pledged to give studios more reins over their games so you know like Titanfall Dragon Age um, so we'll see what that does um, and see where they can go from there um, still kind of disappointed about Anthem next but I guess I'll leave it at that. Alright, so the next part of the news is... Was brought up by Sophie. Um, and this is a little bit old, but... <laughs> I found it funny. Cause, uh, I've complained about Call of Duty patches on the PC for a while now. Like, it's ridiculous, guys. I mean, come on. And I even talked about how... It couldn't even fit on a 250 gigabyte SSD on the PC anymore. Well, now according to Eurogamer, Activision warns a standard 500 gigabyte PS4 may no longer fit Call of Duty Warzone, Black Ops Cold War, and Modern Warfare. So you're gonna have to choose. Ouch. Um. It's a little bit crazy. Um, now, the good news is you can modify the installation. So, if you don't play the campaign, you can delete the campaign. If you don't play multiplayer, you can delete multiplayer. Um, I do that on PC just to keep the download size down. Because, I mean, these patches, like the last one that came out for PC, was 45 gigabytes. Um... Now, what's strange about it was uh, it actually only downloaded like 20 gigabytes of data and it moved a bunch of files around, um, which <sighs> Sophie brought up an interesting question about 
Why does a 17 gigabyte update need a hundred gigabyte free of spree free yeah, free space? The only way I can figure it out is the way they move their files. Um, it's not the most efficient way, but it's probably the best way for their whatever. Um, it's still odd. It it really is. <laughs> and yeah, it yes, this modern era. I mean. I think we could, I mean, I get it if they're all, like, if you have 4K packages installed, but let us opt into 4K textures if we want them, because some people don't play at 4K. Just saying. Um, alright, so that, that was, that I, I mentioned Cyberpunk earlier, and obviously we all know about the CD Projekt Red and them getting hacked and their source code cord, source, damn it, source code getting leaked. Um, they issued a bunch of DMCA takedowns on Twitter for people releasing the Gwinnett code. Um, and here is the first bit of what we're gonna see is fallout from that hack. Um. So they originally delivered, they wanted to deliver patch 1.2 for Cyberpunk. Um, I believe it was supposed to go live, like this era, this time period, they didn't give a release date, they just kind of was mentioning this area. Um, but that's been pushed back to the second half of March. Um, they're saying because of scope, um, some of the other things that have been said is some of these people have been locked out of their computers um at cd project red um and they if they were working from home they had to send their personal rigs into the into the cd project red so they could go through them whatnot and see if they had any malware whatnot which obviously slowing down the development process um so yeah it sucks um i get it i could probably throw hate at them but I mean, they got hacked, they didn't bow, you know, now they're cleaning up the mess. Um, I'm just hoping they keep putting out patches, I'm sure they will, um, and eventually Cyberpunk could be the game that we all dreamed it was going to be, I swear. Yup, mm-hmm, we got this. <laughs> uh... So, this week, obviously, well, I last week, um, Outriders demo came out, and I talked about it a little bit um, on a podcast, um, but I got to play it some, well, actually, I got completely lost in it most of the weekend, um, at least on Friday, that was most of the weekend, by the way, because, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Um, I played the Devastator and the Pyromancer so far. <sighs> I liked the Pyromancer. I mean, it had some, yeah, it fit my playstyle, I say, a little bit better. Um, the Devastator, not, I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong. Uh, super enjoyable class. class. Um, the whole, like, I'm gonna like zoom out and then jump anywhere I want on the map and kill somebody that part was pretty cool 
Um, yeah. So, I got a couple more classes I need to check out. Um, I think Trickster is going to be up next. I've heard good things about that. Uh, definitely kind of looking forward to that class, too. I mean, it's time warp, so that might be interesting. It's, yeah. Um, but before, like, the demo and stuff, I, people are, even me, comparing it to, like, Destiny and stuff, and in reality, the only thing I saw in the game from Destiny was the inventory screen. Like, it wasn't a complete ripoff of Destiny, but, I mean, it was, you know, it, it definitely got some... It, it took some inspiration from Destiny, we'll call it that. Otherwise, I got a Mass Effect feel from the game. Um, I really did. It was more of, like, a co-op Mass Effect game. Um, almost in the veins of, like, drama, like, you're going out or trying to find a new star system. And, you know, the only difference is you crash land on this planet. Um, <laughs> it's, you know... So don't look at it as an MMO. Think of it more as a co-op game that you can play, or a solo single-player game that you can play co-op. Um, other games are like Remnant from the Ashes. So um, it's co-op, but it's it's not a shared experience. So only the the person who is leading it um, is you know it's their story or whatever. <clears throat> It's it's been getting good reviews from the GS staff. Um, pretty much everybody's been enjoying it. Um, huge feature with crossplay. Now, one of the things that has been brought up about this is voice chat. There's no voice chat in the game. Uh, so how do people connect to one another when on voice? Uh, we haven't come up with a good solution. I mean, PC to Xbox is obviously easy if you use the Xbox app, but anytime there's a PSN user, it throws a little monkey wrench in it. Um, I mean, in the past, I know for other games, we've used Discord, but then that requires the PlayStation person to use multiple earbuds, and that can get, you know, it's not the greatest experience. We'll just put it that way. Um, so yeah, hopefully they they figure something out there, or hopefully the the main game has voice chat in it, and this is just a demo issue. That's what we're gonna hope for, right there. All right, the, the we're gonna hope that the main game of Outriders has voice chat built in, because yeah, the, just for this reason, just for the crossplay reason. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So, I did some, uh, and obviously, I'm going to move on. <clears throat> it's, it's morning. I know it's early, but, um, I was searching around Steam and I, I noticed, uh, a game on sale, uh, in the same, just, you know, single player game with co-op, um, Homefront the Revolution is like four bucks, I think, something like that on Steam. Um, this game is not great by any means. Um, the co-op is actually quite fun. Um, 
it's the single player it's like Far Cry Philadelphia as it's been called a couple of times which I laugh at but it's it's pretty close um it's kind of like a Far Cry game except for it's set in Philadelphia taken over by North Koreans um you can upgrade your guns and stuff like that I mean it's it's got some cool aspects to it and like I said it's like four bucks I believe I'm sorry I'm just getting there now computers being slow um, yes it is 399 with all of the DLC um, it is eight dollars and seventy eight cents this is obviously American um, <clears throat> like I said it, it's for that that price it's hard for four bucks um, the DLCs they, they are what they are but I don't even think I own them um, just the base game co-op is four bucks it's good enough um, obviously if you haven't jumped if you're on PC and you haven't jumped on the Valheim train you need to I mean it's it's a good game it's I've really been enjoying it everybody I've talked to has been enjoying it it's yeah obviously I played a little more uh, division because why not I did jump into destiny 2 for a little while um, that was fun yeah uh, I do I do enjoy the new power bows. Um, still pissed that I can't upgrade uh, my one power bow. But I did hear that sunsetting is being removed at some point, and crossplay is coming probably later in the year around August, which is disappointing. But only disappointing because it's going to take so long to get here. However. Division 2, if you're listening, it gives you a chance to jump on this whole crossplay game before you get left behind. Just saying. I mean, I'll still be faithful and play you, but just please don't get left behind. It'd be really nice. Please. Thanks. Um. Yeah. I hope you guys are going to have a good day. I know uh, I'm going to do my best. We'll, we'll call it that. But uh, till next time, we'll catch you later, y'all. Peace.